Hey guys, so I wanted to take a moment to talk about depression. Um, Depression comes in so many different ways. And it comes at various different times in our lives. And we deal with the attacks of depression and the things that try to get us down at times. But I wanted to start this series on depression because depression can come from a multitude of different factors. Um, We can become depressed from um, a certain outcome, may not go the way that we wanted it to go. We get depressed from um, sometimes friendships failing. We can get depressed um, from certain uh, relationships not going the way that we thought that it would go. And we get depressed from other people at times. Um, We get depressed from jobs. We get depressed from uh, certain businesses may fail. And we thought it was going to go one way. And it ended up going a different way. But as I go through this series of depression, um, I wanted to start the series with the depression of dealing with yourself. And how um, we as ourselves can somehow cause depression on ourselves. And where we want to start with is sometimes we want to start with the key principles of that. And the key thing to depression at times can be just recognizing that sometimes I'm failing myself. There are moments that I may be disappointing myself. And I don't think we really realize that at times... Um, A lot of our depression comes from us being pressed from our own judgment, from our own horrible choices, from us making decisions that we should have never made in the first place. And then we use the excuse of someone else's behavior for the cause of our own depression. And I wanted to give you some a few bullet points here and then I wanted to give you some 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 scripture and how God can help us deal with ourselves How do we build a relationship with God and allow God to guide us? And how do we take a stance and a position to where we confront God first before walking into a situation? How do we just take time to just say to someone or to take a moment to just think before an opportunity is presented to us to say to ourselves, I'm going to pray on this first. I'm going to seek God on this first because I want clarity. And then even when we pray and we believe God has spoken to us about pursuing something, we want to also ask God at times, Lord, help my unbelief. Uh, The Bible says, you know, Lord, help my unbelief. There was a man who dealt with Jesus and he came to Jesus and he said, Lord, help my unbelief that I know that you can do it. I've seen you do it for other people, but God, help me to believe that you can do it for me. Having those honest conversations in your prayer time having those honest meditational thoughts to where you just ask God at times, Lord, help my unbelief. Help me to see that this is really you. Help me to just know, God, that this is this is clear for me to go into. And then when we deal with things in life, let's not allow the trials and tribulations of life to give us these moments where we become depressed, but yet we have confidence that God is going to get us through. Um, Depressions comes from a multitude of factors. And at times we look to other places to bring us out of depression. We get into certain, we get into our feelings. We get into um, 
certain certain added we have certain attitudes about things because we believe at times that because of how someone has hurt us that now I'm depressed because of the pain that you caused on me but but we have to think to ourselves at times that maybe if I never put myself in this then maybe I would not be dealing with this pain so I don't want to waste time on using the actions of somebody else to justify why I feel the way that I do. I don't want to take the time to use the excuse of people not giving me the opportunity that I feel I deserve as an excuse to say I'm depressed and I'm giving up on my gifts and my talents and what I feel called to because this person did not give me the opportunity. So now I'm depressed because I feel as if this did me wrong. That did me wrong. Things are not going the way that I thought they would go. So now I'm depressed because of what they did. When all in reality, it's really about taking a moment to realize that, you know what? Maybe I'm making some decisions that I should not be making. Maybe I'm not seeking God the way that I should in order for me not to walk into these moments. Maybe I'm not taking time to really just listen to what God has to say and then look, taking time to look for confirmation so that I know <clears throat> it's really God in this situation. Life is a combination of happiness and pain. It is a combination of happiness and pain. And the reality of it is, is that I cannot and we cannot take time to believe that life is filled with this, 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 these, this, this fulfilling pleasure. Um, things always are going to feel good. Things are always going to go the way that I want it to go. When in reality, that's not the case. The reality of it is, is that there are going to be moments that I have to be honest with myself, that I have to be honest with myself about the fact that there are going to be some things that I want to do in life. There are going to be some things I'm going to pursue in life. And when I pursue these things, I have to realize that these things come with pain at times. And I'm going to have to accept that I'm going to be filled with joy. I'm going to have peace, even though I can see that this is painful at times. The Bible says that God is not the author of confusion. It also says that that you would have peace that surpasses all understanding. And what that means when it says to have peace that surpasses all understanding, it is saying to us that you should have peace in God's plan. You have to understand something about God and how the enemy will try to tempt you and to persuade you to take on what he wants. The enemy will give you something and give you a promise that is filled with nothing but happiness and give you nothing. No, <clears throat> he will give you no sign of the struggle that comes with it. There won't be no type of indication of pain that may come with it. There will be no indication of you might have to get in a moment of prayer. And one thing that I've learned is that when God is showing me something, he also shows me not only the promise that comes with it, but he he reminds me that there are going to be, be moments where, OK, I'm going to have to pray. I'm going to have to seek God sometimes. At times, I'm going to have to go to my Bible because I can get and we can get so caught up with the thing that God has blessed us with and the things that we want out of life and the things we are seeking God for 
that we can get so caught up into Lord, it's supposed to just be a happy moment. It's supposed to just be filled with pleasure. It's supposed to be just filled with exceeding joy. And God is going to give us that joy overall. But there are going to be moments where God is going to remind us that you won't get through this without prayer. You won't get through this without fasting. You won't get through this and you won't get this blessing unless you fight for it and you pay a cost for it. And some of us are reminded at times that there are some things in our lives and there are some things about our journey that we do have to pay a price for. And sometimes we wrestle with depression because we feel as if we made the mistake of taking the pleasure that the enemy has to offer of life rather than taking the peace that surpasses all understanding, that surpasses all understanding that you have the blessing and all in this all understanding deals with that you will have a blessing and you will have something that is rich, that is that is abundant, that is beautiful. And then it gets to a point to where now it's time for you to pray to sustain the blessing. Now it's time for you to fast, to sustain the place. Now it's time for you to go in prayer with maybe that might be with a particular partner. Maybe that might be with um, a group of friends when it comes to running a business together. Maybe that might come with a ministry, with a group of people you're connected with when it comes to running a ministry. Now is a time where you go into prayer because if you don't, you'll start blaming the people you're connected with and the things that are around you on why things are not prospering when all along we should have took a moment to remember what God told us in the beginning about the promise. And that is that there are moments where you're going to have to pray. There are moments when you're going to have to fast. There are going to be times where you have to seek God. And there are going to be moments where you're going to have to have peace, even when it looks like you should be losing your mind. And when the enemy comes in to trick, to kill, still and to destroy, and to try to get you to get off track, what the enemy comes is he wants to give you a pleasurable journey without telling you the destruction that comes in the end. That's what the enemy comes to do at times. Having a broad perspective of life gives you the strength to move forward through painful times. When it comes to this broad, this broad view perspective that I look at, you ever heard the saying that says, you know, I'm not looking at the picture. I'm, you know, it's, it's not, it, see the, the vision. Don't just see what's in front of you. It's about seeing the vision. And when you see this broad view perspective and you see all of that's ahead of you and you see so much that's that's in front of you, sometimes you have to look and realize that there are going to be times that where I can, I can see so much of the vision. I can see all that's ahead of me. I also see that there's trials there. And I also see that there may be some manipulation. I also see that there are going to be people that may lie to me. I can also see that there are people who are going to be a stumbling block. And so you prepare yourself for the journey ahead. No good fighter in boxing, no good fighter goes into a ring without preparing himself, without exhausting himself in the gym, without exhausting himself with a heavy diet, without exhausting himself and suffering for the price that he, that's the price that he's going to have to pay in order to win a title or in order to win a fight. Same thing applies to our faith at times. Same thing applies to our thinking at times. Same thing applies to our spirit at times. 
that there are going to be times and moments where you're going to have to exhaust yourself with self-examination, reflecting on some of the, some of the decisions that you've made. And listen to this. There is nothing wrong with stepping into a mistake and then running back to God to ask him for confirmation, God, that I make the right, that I make the right decision, God. God, I need confirmation that I heard from you the right way. Lord, help me to remember what you promised me. And as a matter of fact, you even want God to remember, to remind you of the times that he told you you are going to suffer and how you are going to suffer through the process of getting to the promise in which he's promised over your life. You want God to remind you of the things that you are going to struggle with while you are going to, while you are on your way to the promise. A good father, a good father will never send their child off unprepared. God is a good father. He is a good father. And he helps us self-examine ourselves. He helps us to reflect on who we are. He helps us to realize that there are times where I have to look at myself so that I don't start creating excuses and placing the blame on other people for the reason why I feel the way I feel. When it comes to having a relationship with God, Many times we have these 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 hermeneutical and homiletical messages where we believe that they are powerful and that they are so 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 deep and, and, and it relates to other people and other people are the cause and it's about the haters and it's about the people who doubt you. And at times, no, it's not about that. As a matter of fact, you want to say to yourself, you know what, I blame myself for even involving you in my life. And now I'm realizing I'm not going to make the mistake of placing another you in my life. And so we don't want to get caught up into being people who believe that God has placed certain people in our lives so that we can use them as an excuse or so that they can be a stepping stone to where we get to. That's not the case. With God building a relationship with us and developing us and growing us to different levels in life, he is building our character and he is allowing us to be taught by his spirit so that our spirit would be edified in making good decisions and having great discernment and seeing people who are fruitful and not fruitful and not allowing them to be involved in our lives because we have a relationship that's so close with God that we can see people for who they are based off the first conversation, based off talking to them in the, the first time, based off some of the things that they tell us. And it's not that we don't, it's not that we want to push them over the edge or we want to get rid of them. No, we do. We do want to involve them in our lives, but like this, that we want to pray for them that we want to help them get closer to God. And we don't want their decisions to be an influence on how God has raised us and how God has dealt with us. And this is how the enemy brings depression in our lives. He will get you to take the easy path by blaming someone else for what's happening. If they never did this to you, then you would not be feeling like this. They promised you this. But the truth of the matter is, is that we shouldn't be listening or trusting anyone promises other than God. That's the truth. That's the place where we want to deal with the reality check of realizing that even if the enemy comes into our ear and say, they promised you this, that's why you're where they at. And now you have to prove a point to them because of what they've done to you. But to fight the enemy back, you want to be able to say things like this. 
that you know what? I should have never trusted anyone's promises other than God's. And I blame myself for trusting your word. I should have never trusted what you said. I should have never walked into that hobby. I should have never walked into that career. And I'm not going to allow the deception of the enemy and the lies of the enemy to scatter my mind and get me to lose my mind based off what's happening in front of me. And so this is where you take a moment to just repent and say, you know what? I'm not going to be in this place and wrestle with depression. I'm not going to allow my emotions to allow me to be yielded to my spirit. I'm going to take a moment to pray. I'm going to seek God. I'm going to deal with the pain, but I'm going to move forward in this pain. I'm going to be forgiving. I'm going to be um, regretful of my own decision making. And I'm going to seek God on healing. And then watch this here now. I'm also going to pray for those who hurt me, not because I want to prove a point to God that I'm righteous, but I'm praying for them because I do believe that God can heal them too. And they themselves will not be deceived by depression, by the trick of the enemy and how the enemy is trying to weigh down certain things from this world on their hearts and get them to get out of the peace of God. <clears throat> With all it is infinite possibilities. This is a life gift for us. This is a life gift for us to walk in forgiveness. It is a gift for us to walk in our identity when it comes to connecting to God. <clears throat> it is a gift given to us that we embrace when we recognize certain things that come from God. It is a gift and it is a fountain of joy and a happiness that we sustain within ourselves. It is a happiness that we sustain into ourselves when we realize that, you know what, I'm depressed because I'm, I'm not realizing that I've made some decisions that I should have never made. I'm, I'm depressed because I've done some things that I knew I should have not done. I may have made a mistake. I was caught up in the moment and I slipped up. But I'm not going to allow my own wrong decisions to override the power in which God has for me. The power in which God has to turn my life around. The power in which God has to allow me to get up from this place of defeat. Because the enemy wants to see me defeated. But I know if I trust in God with all my heart, mind, and soul, that I can move forward and up from this place. I'm going to give you a few scriptures and I'll be out your way. John 16, 33. And these are Jesus' words. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. And I'm going to pause there for just two seconds. Jesus is saying that in me, you would have peace. As we said in the beginning, that God is a father who will never hurt you. He will never break you. And many times we hear the promises of God and it's us that astray. And we get caught up into running off to something that's satisfactory, that's convenient. A lot of us get caught up into the convenience of the pleasure that the enemy brings our way rather than getting caught up into the peace that Christ offers us. The Bible says it like this. And Jesus says it himself. He says in this world, you will have trials and tribulations, but fear not. You will overcome because I have overcome the world. 
And sometimes we can get really caught up into this instant gratification of what's here. And we all know the generation that we live in. There's this instant gratification with so many things. There's instant gratification with how you get things. There's this instant gratification on how, you know, you can just hook up with anyone. There's this instant gratification on how you get a quick, uh, get rich quick schemes. These instant gratifications on just, you know, doing a scam rather than doing things the hard, the, the, the right way and working hard to get to what you want in life. There's these so many different things of instant gratification, but that's the pleasure that the enemy tries to give you. And it's a trap into a, 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 um, um, a trap into a hole of destruction ultimately in the end. And so, so he says that you will have to, but you will have trouble in this world. And when you have trouble in this world, it is the enemy trying to get you into a place to fall into his trap so that you can begin to fall into depression because now you thought you were in God's will when the pleasure was offered to you, but come to find out the boyfriend, he was abusive. The job didn't go the way you thought it would go. The hobby didn't work out the way you wanted to go. You start getting insecure because you weren't committed to, to the weight loss. You were insecure because you, you felt like you made some mistakes. And that's not the promise of God. That's not the voice of God. He says, even while you go through these things, you can go through heartache, through pain, through disappointment. Things can be looking crazy in your life. Finances can be upside down. You can be going through all this and still have peace because you know that God is going to sustain you. He's going to keep you. He's going to provide for you. And he's going to make a way even when it seems like there is not going to be a way made in your circumstance and in your situation. That's what the peace of God that surpasses all understanding means. That even when I'm dealing with the worst things in life and it seems like I should have lost my mind a long time ago, I know that God will prevail and he will make a way out of no way. That's what John is trying to convey to us, that he will give you peace, that he will give you peace even while the world is giving you trouble. In John 16, 33, when you are building your relationship with God and you are concerned about your relationship with God more than the concerns of certain things in this world, then you will realize that I don't have peace in the things that are around me, but my peace comes from up high. And that my spirit man is connected to God, that my heart is connected to God, that my mind is connected to God, and I don't have to worry about everything else that's going on. That's why that commandment is so clear that the Bible says, love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, and soul, your mind. Anybody knows that the key to depression starts in the mind. That when the mind begins to overthink, you start to think things based on your own understanding. Lean not to your own understanding, but trust the Lord God with all your heart, mind, and soul. That's the Bible. So when you start to lean on your own understanding, you start thinking about things that you're trying to figure out, that you want to put together. And when you're trying to figure out God, that's not loving God with all your heart, mind, and soul. When you love someone with all your heart, mind, and soul, their love shouldn't have to be questioned. 
So when you love God with all your heart, mind, and soul, you love him to such an extent that you never have to question him. You just know he's going to work things out. And that's what having the peace that surpasses all understanding mean. That when I trust in God with all my heart, mind, and soul, I'm not concerned about things that's going on in my life because I know that he has all things under control because the way that I love him, it has no question. His love is not questionable. I don't doubt his love. My faith is not low in his love. I know that his love is consistent. His love is faithful, that he will never leave me nor forsake me. I know that his love is eternal, that before the foundation of the world, that he had a plan for me to be here, that there is an expected end. He's the alpha of my life and he's the omega of my life, the beginning and the end. And there is nothing that he has told me that will not come to pass because he is not a man that he should lie. That is the promise of God. It is not confusing. It comes together and it is something that gives you confidence in not being deceived, but knowing that there is a battle ahead. There's some trials I may have to face, but I know that God is going to be with me all the way through. That's how God wants to speak to us. That's how he makes himself clear. And it says in John 16, 33, for I have overcome the world. That although you may have dealt with some situations, you may have felt doubt, you may have felt these things, let's pick it up. Because God has a way of making some of the ugliest things look good. He has a way of making some of the most broken things in life, some of the most broken people in life, look as if they have never been touched. Some of the greatest testimonies that come, some of the come from some of the most broken people in life. And I just want to encourage you guys with that. Um, this is the first part of the series that I'm doing on depression. And I wanted to start it out with and make this entry, this introduction to this series about let's start with us. Let's start with us. That I'm taking time to look at me for a moment. In realizing where my sanity is, where my spirit is in my heart, and making sure that I'm not making decisions that are going to ultimately affect me and leave me broken in the end. So sometimes I have to go to my father in prayer. I have to seek Jesus on some things and I have to allow the Holy Spirit to guide me into all truth. So we're starting this. I'm so excited to do this with you guys. I haven't been on this podcast in over in almost a year. Yeah, it's been over a year, I believe. So I'm excited to do this with you guys. I love you and I cannot wait until we dig more into this. I have so much material to share with you guys on this series of depression, but we're going to stop it here and we're going to continue down the line doing, and we're going to be doing this weekly and I'm going to touch with you guys and give you guys some good nuggets and we're going to dig deep and we're going to deal with depression on this podcast. I love you guys. I'll talk to you soon. God bless. At times, you have to remember to encourage yourself and to speak things to yourself that will remind you of how much God loves you. The Bible says that there is life and death in the tongue. And the best way to practice positivity and to be reminded of who you are in God and who God has created you to be is to do things such as this. Take a few scriptures a day. You write these scriptures down, maybe three, four, five, depending on how much time you have in the morning. And what you do is 
you take a moment. You just take a moment to look in the mirror and recite these scriptures to yourself to remind yourself of who you are. Before you engage and interact and have conversations and deal with other people, the first thing you should do is deal with yourself. It's taking a moment to pray, to worship, and to speak to yourself and to remind yourself of who you are in Christ Jesus. That way you don't have to deal with the regret, the disappointment, and the pain and the challenge of getting over the things that other people have said to you. And so many times we find ourselves being affirmed and living based upon the pain that someone else has caused upon us. We live our lives at times through what someone else said, how someone else has hurt us, how someone else has said some things that may feel like verbal abuse to us. And we practice by overcoming the words and the pain that someone else has marked upon us. However, when you walk in your true identity and you walk in, you walk in a way that God has called you to walk in, and you already know who you are in Christ, who you are in God, and who God has designed you to be, by practicing yourself certain scriptures that tell you about who you are, practicing the things that you pray about, keeping yourself focused on the purpose in which God has called you to, then it becomes easy to not give the attention to people and other things that try to devalue who you are. Practice, practice affirmation from the biblical scriptures, from what the Bible says you are. Say things to yourself like, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I am created in the image of God. I am forgiven through Christ Jesus. I am an overcomer of sin that no weapon formed against me so prosper. That God, he will fill me with the Holy Spirit. If I ask my father of the things that I want, make my request be made known to God. Then he would answer, knock and it will be given. Having confidence in your identity in God will surely give you confidence to ignore the attacks of the enemy.